There is no right or wrong path, only the path that you choose. And I feel like that is, that applies so much to growth in a marketing career. Welcome to another episode of Marketers Talking Marketing. Today, we are talking about breaking into the most elusive part of marketing, product marketing. We're joined with Sander. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and then let's chat about how you got into product marketing and what others should know if they want to make that jump. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for for having me on, Jess. So my name is Sander. I have, I'm a product marketer. I have a bit over 10 years of experience in marketing. I started out in advertising. My first real job was at Google selling AdWords and then moved on to an agency, did a little bit of advertising at this agency in London, moved to the Bay Area in 2015. And I've been in B2B SaaS companies since then. I started out in field marketing at Zendesk, but also have done uh, sales enablement, demand gen. I've done lots of webinars. And recently, a couple of years ago, I transitioned into product marketing. First, unofficially, I would say at Trey, and then officially at this company called Rudderstack, which is, which is a CDP. Awesome. What made you want to... Well, actually, let me take a step back on that question. Was the move intentional or did you just find yourself doing product marketing? Yeah, no, that move was absolutely intentional. I've been eyeing product marketing since I was at Zendesk. So since like 2016, I... First of all, like when when you get into marketing, you don't really know what product marketing is. You don't know what field marketing is or demand generation. These are just terms that you hear about, but you don't really know what that means. Once you are actually in the marketing team and you know, oh, okay, this is what the field marketer does. This is what the content marketer does. This is what the product marketer does. You kind of understand it like, oh, okay, this is a cool job, but I'd like to maybe, you know, do more of this. So when I was at Zendesk, I would see the product marketing team. You know, they're usually the ones that are telling the story about the product. They're the, they're the ones that are, you know, giving maybe like a keynote speech in front of everyone at a sales kickoff. Everyone kind of looked up to them and they just commanded a lot of respect and confidence. And so I was like, okay, I want to be, you know, in that position. I want to be in that role where you're giving the presentations, you know, you're talking to sales, you're talking to the product team, you maybe are able to give some suggestions or recommendations to the product team. And so, you know, that really, really interested me. And I knew from like, from my time at Zendesk, when I was a very junior field marketing intern, basically, that I wanted to be in product marketing. And so I've kind of over the last, you know, five, six years, since that point, I've been thinking of ways of breaking in and, and actually, you know, being a product marketer. That's awesome. Were you, how did you start bridging that then at trade? Did you talk to your boss and say, hey, this is really where I want to go? Kind of, what did that look like? Like, how did you, how did you do those first couple steps to get into it? The first step, I mean, yes, there's, there's a few ways of doing it. For me personally, like my path probably took longer than other people. It took me, as I said, like five years, which is which is a really long time. But what I did was after Zendesk, I looked at roles that were that had to partner with 
product marketing, like not a product marketing manager. So I, I was able to get a sales enablement coordinator role at Segment. And this was a contract position. And I thought, okay, sales enablement is one of the core, one of the skills, one of the tasks that a product marketer has to do. And so I was like, okay, this could be a stepping stone into product marketing. I was a contractor at Segment, which isn't you know, an ideal position, at least for me. I wanted to be a full-time marketer or a full-time employee at the company. But I thought, okay, if I do this sales enablement, maybe after a year or so, I could transition into the full-time team as a product marketer. That didn't quite pan out at Segment, but that experience as a sales enablement coordinator really has given me like a good edge when applying to product marketing roles. And when I got the product marketing manager role at Rudderstack, they were looking for someone with enablement experience. So I could point to that experience at Segment and also at Trey, um, since I did kind of make that move unofficially at Trey into product marketing, I could say, hey, I've done sales enablement at Segment, which is a competitor of Rudderstack, and I did sales enablement at Trey, and th- that was a, gr- a good fit for Rudderstack at the time. Yeah, I feel like you would also be a more impactful product marketer because you've been in the seat of those ancillary functions. So especially if you're at a smaller company where maybe you have to be in sales enablement until the company grows to hire a dedicated person, having that experience, I feel like it would make you much more well-rounded in your ability to do product marketing and work with those other teams internally. Yeah, I think once you have like, once you can say, I know how to do this really well, it gives you, I think, an edge over, you know, other candidates or uh, other other people that are applying for the role. Like if you can say, I've done enablement and I've, I did it at Segment, I did it for a year, I, you know, helped train the global sales team you know, and you can point to what you did. I did this, I did that. And especially if they're looking for someone with enablement experience, that is, you know, a a pretty good skill to have. I didn't really think about it until you mentioned it. But there's certain roles that I always advise early, early or in their career employees, like recent graduates to take. And it's usually like, go be a BDR or go be a marketer in early stage company. You have to do a million things or go get into yeah. some really like great program at a large company where you learn how things like should happen. But sales enablement does feel like one of those also entry points is even on my side, I focus predominantly on demand generation, revenue marketing, enabling the field and making sure they're aware of campaigns we're running, how to follow up with them. That's a huge component of success for those and something that doesn't get talked about quite a, quite as much in the marketing side as that enablement function. Yeah, I think sales enablement is a really interesting function or role that's very new. I don't think it existed, I don't know, five, six years ago. It was, it's it's a very new kind of function. And I think if you want to break into marketing, if sellers, you know, if, if a salesperson wants to say, I'm done with sales, I want to break into marketing, sales enablement is actually could be a, a potential path because you have to work so closely with the sales team. You have to, you know, you're creating the assets that the sales team is using or you're training the sales team. So 
knowing how sales works and I don't know, the different sales methodologies is is really useful yeah. in that function or in that team. Um, and then that can then translate into once you've done sales enablement and you're really good at sales enablement and maybe you want to do, you know, something other than sales enablement, which is kind of what I wanted to do. I didn't really just want to do sales enablement. I wanted to, you know, do product launches, do messaging, do positioning, which you don't quite do as a sales. If you're really in sales enablement, you can then transition into uh, product marketing from that sales enablement position. Yeah, it definitely, <laughs> what I was, this doesn't seem like a bit of an irrelevant quote, but I was watching Teen Mom 2 like a decade ago on MTV and they went to a gypsy and she was like, do I do, you know, do I go down this path or this path? And the woman, uh, she's like, there is no right or wrong path, only the path that you choose. And I feel like that is, that, that applies so much to growth in a marketing career because there's so many different oh, yeah. routes to get to where you want to go. Uh, it's just about collecting those experiences and making them transferable in that next position. Yeah, I think, I mean, I do think it's important having like a goal. Like yeah. I want to be this in, you know, two years or three years. I want to be in this in this role or in this type of company. But getting there, there's like multiple ways of of doing that. And I think one thing that a, that a previous manager once, you know, told me some some advice. He was like, if you're learning at your job, that's a, that's a good thing. Like that's a really, yeah. really good thing. If you're learning, if you, if you are being challenged and you're like, kind of like, uh, you know, you're out of your comfort zone or you're like struggling a, a little bit, you know, that's a good, a good experience. So I think, yeah, you know, learning and also having like a, a goal, but there's, there's definitely, you know, different ways of getting there. Yeah. So you're at Trey, you're doing some product marketing stuff, but not in a product marketing role yet. And then you go and you apply for your next role and you start applying for product marketing roles. What was that experience like? Did you find a lot of people just rejected you off the bat for not having product marketing experience? Were more people, you know, like what I, I imagine there was a lot of, I imagine it wasn't an easy transition to change title with your next role. Yeah. So let me, let me, um, add a little bit of context because at Trey, I was at Trey for about three years and I started out again as a coordinator, which is a very junior, like entry level role. Mm -hmm. But I was able, I was promoted to a marketing campaign manager after about one and a half years. And I made the tr transition to product marketing at Trey. So I had a little bit of a hybrid role. I had a hybrid role at Trey. And it's because I had great a great manager and the people at the company were super uh, supportive of me wanting to kind of like expand my skills and expand my, my area of focus. So I was honest and very direct with my manager and I was like, hey, I want to, I want to be in product marketing. Like, what can I do? How can I get there? I mean... I really enjoy doing what I'm doing in demand generation and, you know, I'm happy, but I kind of want that next step in my career to be in product marketing. He was very supportive and he kind of gave me the space to spend more time with the product marketing team. So at Trey, I was already kind of unofficially doing some things for the product marketing team. Again, 
sales enablement, but also competitive intelligence and, you know, really whatever they needed. Like if they needed help with a presentation or a slide or they needed more customer stories, I would just, you know, go ahead and, and do it. And by that point, let's say I'm like two years in at Trey. By that point, I already knew the product. I, I already knew the people. I kind of already knew the lay of the land. And so it was easy for me to just, you know, go ahead and, and start start helping and start executing and start creating assets. I was meeting regularly with the, um, with the product marketing team. And so that's where I, where I made that transition. I say unofficially because my title didn't change. My title was still campaign manager or something, but I was already kind of like getting those skills that a product marketer has. And so I made the transition to product marketing. I was I was applying to some roles, but I was very not not super active. But a company came along, Rudderstack, and they they basically recruited me because they saw that I had experience at segment, sales enablement experience, and I had some had been doing some uh, product marketing tasks at Trade.io. So so that's when that like official move happened. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's the number one way to get hired these days is to get poached, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I mean, at that point, this was in 20, 2021, you know, the market was very different back yes. then. Um, so a lot of things have changed. Very, very much so. So for others who are thinking about wanting to get into product marketing and they're another ancillary marketing function, it sounds like the best step to take maybe not the best step, but the a good step. <laughs> I don't want to like say it's the best one, but a good step to take is to talk to your manager and try and just get more work that aligns with product marketing that's closer to the product marketing team. So that you have that relevant experience to eventually make that transition. Yeah, I would say like having a supportive team or a supportive manager is invaluable. And I think they if you really have someone that will vouch for you. They will give you the space. They will give you that opportunity so you can you can make that transition. And in order to do that, I mean, it's if you don't have a great manager, then it's going to be a lot harder. But that doesn't mean you can't do that. I think the point is you need to build relationships and you want to build those relationships. It, it's usually easier to build those relationships once you're at a company. So you can reach out to you know, your manager, someone in the product marketing team, I don't know, the VP of marketing or the head of marketing, or maybe even like the founder, depending on how how big the company is and how close, you know, people are to each other. Like you can start building those relationships at once you're at a company and slowly see how you can help out the product marketing team or see what they need or try to fill in those gaps. And it's usually, I think for me, it's easier or it seems to be easier at a startup just because there's like, you know, there's so much work to be done. Mm -hmm. There's like always going to be something that needs to oh, be yeah. to be done. So if you're saying like, hey, I can help with this, like with one small thing in this bigger project, I can, you know, do this presentation or do some research. I think, you know, that's going to be well received. And as long as you can do a good job and, you know, provide that on time and uh, be reliable, 
and all that, you're going to have like a better time making that transition. Yeah. Those earlier stage companies, all the the formalities between roles are out the window. <laughs> it's, it's often yeah. just all I mean, hands on deck with, with a lot of it. Yeah. It's, it's usually, I mean, now that everything's remote, it's a little, maybe a little bit harder perhaps, but it's just, you know, being approachable, communicating well and building building relationships. Yeah. I mean that's that's the takeaway of career growth in general. <laughs> it's, is and you know good managers if you go to your manager and say hey I'm doing demand gen but I really want to do product marketing a good manager is going to help get you there. So you're going to recognize like none of us are going to retire from a company that we're at especially not working in B2B SaaS tech. None of right. us are going to. And so how do we really set our employees up for long-term success and getting them to where they want to go career-wise, a good manager will work with you on it. If you go to your manager and say, hey, I really like product marketing, I'm super interested, and all they do is try and like discourage you from it and keep you in your current role, that's not a good manager. <laughs> it's not someone yeah, that's, who's invested in your growth. That's a red flag. Yeah. And if I were, if I could offer advice, it would be to look for either, either a new job or, or maybe not a new job, but like a different see if they can switch to a different team yeah. because really i mean it, i think the the times when i think back of like you know where i really learned and where i grew a lot as a marketer it's with a manager that's very supportive and you know is pushing you and motivating you and the bad manager is just like is so detrimental yeah. i think to your own career health um so yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, so coming towards the end, question for you. What is your favorite part of your tech stack or least favorite if you do want to bash someone? <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite part of the tech stack, I, I mean, as a marketer, I've found, you know, some of the some of the tools or some of the yeah i guess tools that that we use that are that are really uh that move the needle or that are really impactful are like in product message um applications like appqs or chameleon or i don't know there's probably a lot more but those are the ones that are that i know off the top of my head and when i was at zendesk when i was doing field marketing you know we would if we had an event that we had to, you know, we were we were um, advertising this event and we needed people to register for the event, like those messages, those in-app messages were so, so great. Like the the conversion rates, you know, from that simple message, because it, it makes sense. Like your, people are already in the product. They're using the product. They probably care about attending an event where, you know, you're going to be like, there's going to be swag. It's going to be a nice event, especially at Zendesk, you know, big public public company. So I think those tools where you can ha have a message in the product itself, as long as it's, a, a you know, short to the point, you know, and, and it all makes sense, can be super, super useful to your campaigns. I think as a marketer with like my marketing hat on, I would say that's maybe, you know, one of the best tools in in the tech stack yeah i love that as a marketer i've i've always wanted to do more in-app push notifications and it's always product be like no yeah <laughs> no that's the that's the challenge <laughs> the product team owns that yeah. right so they're not they don't want to 
really annoy people um, with too many yeah. marketing messages. You know, they're in their MPS survey. <laughs> so awesome. Well, Sandra, thank you so much for joining us today. If you're interested in anything that we talked about during this episode, we'll have everything in the show notes below. You can connect with both of us on LinkedIn, other platforms, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.